we swear to faithfully fulfill the office of the presidency. It's if you're listening. One person's mission to force your friends to listen. Yeah, I blew it. Force her friend, just one friend, to listen to all the music you avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. Hey, I'm Heather. Hey. We'll, we'll get it in post. <laughs> really? Yeah. We we'll, don't edit that much. Come on. We'll do retakes at the end. <laughs> and fine. Uh, cut some wild lines, room tone. Yeah. Terms. <laughs> Uh, sorry if you can hear weird buzzing. There's a very loud air conditioner outside of my window. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a Emerson model to me. Sure. Probably Is that? The- oh, it's the Emerson factory. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what's wrong with me today. What's I'm wrong? so tired. It's very hot. It's a Sunday. I know, and I don't have an air conditioner in yet. Sorry, everyone. Oh, I wasn't complaining about it being hot in your apartment. I'm actually quite cool now. Okay, great. Um, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. Uh, you know him, return guest. Yes. You love him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Comedian, musician, multi-hyphenate, Jeff Garlock. Hello, Renaissance man here. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Danny DeVito oh. in Renaissance man. <laughs> you played Danny DeVito in yep. Renaissance man. Yep. Uh, it's a hard role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very tall. You lived with him for several months to kind of study his... Yeah, my wife was not happy. <laughs> But I think it paid off in the end for a movie that no one remembers. <laughs> I know I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I know that title. <laughs> Vaguely. I truly can't separate the idea of Danny DeVito as a human now from his character on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, I kind of think he is at least partially Frank. Yeah. I mean, once him and Rio were having some problems in real life, I was like, maybe it seeped in. Yeah. Did um, they, they worked that out, I right? I think they worked it out. Oh, thank God. It really was one of those. I was like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Who was, there was one recently where, like, you've been together for 50 years, and just now... It was like if Stella and Mira got divorced yes. at the end, but it's yeah, not that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know every time those are, like, my wife's heart breaks. Bill Hader was one. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That was one she goes, no! Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, sorry to break it to you. <laughs> On air! <laughs> Hot scoop. I've binge-watching season two of Barry. This is so upsetting. Yeah, season yeah. two led to their the divorce. Time. Oh, my God. <laughs> she directed some episodes, though, so that's, oh. that all worked out. Okay, they're all right, then. Yeah. You oh, know. I didn't know that. That's good. I think this season. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I don't know the ups and downs of their relationship. <laughs> We're counting on you for our, our relationship, All right, I'll goss. get back to you. Hold on, let me text him. <laughs> Hollywood Garlock over here. Hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> let me put my second pair of sunglasses on. <laughs> All right, Ramsey, we have to listen to music. Um, I don't know if you're ready for this. I know I'm not. You- <laughs> <laughs> the right attitude. Um, yeah. Jeff, do you want to tell Ramsey what we're doing today? Sweet. Uh, today we are doing <laughs> We're a listening band. to Sweet, please. Yeah, we're listening to Sweet, uh, the entire discography. <laughs> so we'll be here for a while. Okay. Uh, no, we are listening. We're actually, though, listening to a band that I do legitimately. I'm like, this isn't really necessarily for anyone. And I'm not <laughs> saying it in a negative way. Because mm-hmm. I think it's actually a very a unbelievably beautiful record. Uh, it's like, I, I had a couple other options where I was like, oh, this is definitely something heavy. That Ramsey will hate. Sure. Uh, and then I had another one that was like, it's going to be definitely too metal, but you might find something in it. Okay. But then basically, I just went with this band, One-Eyed God Prophecy. Uh, okay. Yeah. And again, you shouldn't know who they are. I don't. Uh, I definitely don't. They're from Sherbrooke, Canada. I, I don't believe. know where that is. I believe it's outside of uh, Ottawa. What okay. province area. does that put that in? Do you know? Uh, where's Ottawa? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. There. Okay. Around there. Uh, basically, they're... Uh, one I got prophecy is uh, definitely top five records of all time. Someday wow. is my favorite oh, okay. record. Okay, um, it's uh, a lot of what my old band Orchids was influenced by. Uh, a lot of times you'll see like now like YouTube comments of just like what now I see where Orchid got this huh. <laughs> uh, uh, because we all and it still influences most of my guitar playing. Uh, it's uh, they're this Canadian hardcore band. There was this very small realm of Canadian hardcore French speaking. Oh, um, uh, oh boy! So that's why sometimes not only because it'll be screaming, but their accent and really low in the mix, but their like accent <laughs> oh will come God, through Ramsey's a little bit. So excited! Um, He's visibly excited right now. If, if I'm about to hear some Quebecois, you hard, are hardcore. You'll I'm, at the very least hear those words, and you'll see when it comes up. So that gives me something to like look forward to. Yes. Like this, that's an experience I haven't had before. Uh, or- Orchid was very big into. All of us were into this small scene in Canada, based off of this label, Great American Steak Religion. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
And uh, it's a Canadian label? Canadian label run by this guy, Yannick, who now lives in Portland. He's in this band, Tragedy, who are this huge punk band. Okay. That is my favorite uh, label, Dave. Uh, I always loved the label, and they That's had a good so design. Good. They had a good design aesthetic D- in general. Did it just oust Hollywood Records? <laughs> <laughs> no, Hollywood Records is the most prestigious record label yes. that I've okay. heard. Okay, yes. Uh, Fueled by Ramen previously had the best name, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, but we were influenced by them, and then this German label, Percoro, that was mostly based out of Bremen, Germany. <laughs> so essentially, there, a lot of it was just like, oh, we love these bands, Sistral and Acme and Carol from Germany. And these bands, one I Got Prophecy... Uh, Union of Uranus, uh, Drift, <laughs> and Jonah. Mostly, though, Drift and One I Got Prophecy and Uranus. I saw the movie about one of those bands, Carol. I yeah. thought that <laughs> was That's, pretty good. It was a good soundtrack, right? Yeah, it was really good. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, they are... Here's my thing that might be a gateway into stuff you know. Okay. I legitimately think, like... In my opinion, the faux epicness of bands like Arcade Fire were probably influenced by One-Eyed God Prophecy. That's interesting. Because I know at the very least the drummer at one point was like a hardcore kid uh, and is from Canada. Yep. And that's the whole thing with One-Eyed God Prophecy. It's like they're kind of have like, it's also like Godspeed You Black Emperor, where Mm -hmm. it's like this kind of epicness. Uh, It's also for me this huge influence that it led me to really liking black metal. Okay. A very, you know, subset of metal because there was a point where my old singer was like, have you ever listened to black metal? It kind of sounds like Canadian hardcore bands. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, you'll hear, I mean, you might hear it just as a guitar player. There's a lot of octave chords in epic optic, octic, op, <laughs> epic <laughs> octave chords. Uh, yeah, they, but the thing with them is they, uh, I think like only like a couple thousand of the record were ever made. There's two presses of it. The CD was maybe like a hundred wow. made, like a discography. When you were trying to find it, I, yeah. you couldn't find it. Jeff had to send me a WeTransfer of this. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to find it. Yeah, it kind of just doesn't exist wow. in, a, in a weird way. And so a lot of times when people are like, oh, I love your band Orchid, I'm always like, you really should listen to what I got, <laughs> Prophecy. Like, we kind of just took some of the best parts of them. You were on a podcast uh, with our friend Will Hines and Tony yes. Nominee anthony king yes and uh you went through a lot of different genres of metal and that sort of thing yes and i remember genres is a big thing (laughs) (laughs) and will is also obsessed with there was some like tolkien-y sort of i mean there's definitely like tolkien metal then that's like there's an epic i mean there's i do in general like when it comes to metal and hardcore i really like riffs Mm -hmm. i really like epicness um uh you know, with One-Eyed God Prophecy, like, when I was growing up in hardcore, I liked more kind of, like, ignorant hardcore. Like, <laughs> just, like, you know, it's tough and, yep. like, you know. But then when I got to college, I, like, that's one of the bands I discovered. I also got their LP, like, the weekend I basically broke up with my first long-term girlfriend and also went to this huge hardcore festival <laughs> that was, like, every band I would have wanted to see at that point. And it kind of changed my whole outlook on hardcore. Um, uh but yeah, like I like riffs, and I also like epic. And a big thing was I always thought like it legitimately was like where I went from in music, where I was like, "Here's music that's based off of anger." I remember describing to my guitarist for my second band, I was like, "I want our music to be pleading," <laughs> was my <laughs> description. And because I was like listening to these bands, I was like, "That's what it sounds like huh. to me." Uh, they're also they were super hippie. Like, they were kind of just, like, they always played with their backs to the audience like we did. Like, the singer never stood up in any video I could find. Uh, because, honestly, they were, like, 17 and it's, like, sure. weird. Uh, when you say stood up, does that mean he's in a chair? No, he just would, like, kneel down and stare at the drummer. Okay. Like, and you, like, almost every, because I never got to see him either. So, that also leads to the, like, sure. they are the right. greatest yeah. band to me. Wow. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, again, like, it's just, like, they are a huge influence on everything are still they, to me are they your one band if you the the question of like if you had to pick one band to see that you never saw would it be them uh you know at the in some ways yes and in yeah. some ways no like there's a bit of like i don't want like totally. years of being yeah. in a band has also ruined some band like because i'm just like <laughs> when i finally meet them i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah you're just kind of a doof you're, like the rest yeah. of us uh that's fair it's one of those things where i'm also like at this point i'm like then i can't decide to go see genesis sure and like peter gabriel era or right when phil took over. like <laughs> multiple eras i would probably pick over 
But Juan Agarpsi is up there. Like, if I definitely top five, but some days it would be, man, I wish I could have seen yeah. Juan Agarpsi, <laughs> just to have it checked off yeah. the list. Uh, quick point of order. How many hyphens are in this band name? No hyphens. Zero. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, man. No hyphens. I'll check this the hyphens at the door. Long, dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming TV is our one-eyed guy prophecy. They're very crusty. So all the songs, you won't understand what they're screaming. Okay. But they're all about, like, you know, the, how sad it is that we have to work for other people and capitalism <laughs> and basically the concept that we are stuck in a cycle. Uh, so it's like a musical version of Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. 100%. Okay. I mean, there's a reason why, like, you know, especially this style of art would be like, you know, there is a legitimacy at one point. You read that manifesto, if you didn't know what it led to, you're just like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm with you, <ya>. basically. <laughs> on paper, literally. On paper, sure, it's great. Uh, you know, again, recording wise too. Like, it's you're gonna hear. Like, it's just like it's. That's also in blackmail. It's like it's pretty shittily recorded. <laughs> All right, but I also love that. Like to mm-hmm. me, like the mo- the vocals are too low in the mix, but that's also part of the aesthetic to me. Was, uh, was Orchids recording the same way? No, Orchids was better. But like or, as we went on, but like. You know, black metal is a big thing of like kind of like shitty recording, but as a choice. I see. Sure. Um, I mean, if I wanted to get, you know, stupid intellectual, I could connect it to like modern minimalist classical music. Like I see it as the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that I see the parallels between Terry Riley and Steve Reich with black metal and One Eyed God Prophecy. But again, the biggest one for me is legitimately, I don't like bands like the Arcade Fire. Like, I'm always like, I think it's manufactured, like, emotion. Sure. Uh, and manufactured epicness of, like, here's the quiet part, and we're building up. Or, like, Icelandic band, like, Sigur Ross kind of bums me out after a certain <laughs> point. Although I still cried at the end of It's Always Sunny with that Sigur Ross song. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the other part, too. After all this babbling, we might start, and you're just like, what is this din of nothing? <laughs> That doesn't affect me. While I just re-listened to it, I was like, yep, I'm getting welled up Uh at various times. That's kind of our show in a nutshell. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So we'll see. And I also think there'd be fun samples for you. Okay. I like a fun sample. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's why I go to Costco. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only reason I go to Costco. (laughs) Um, Heather, uh, quick question for you before you show me that album art. Uh, Have you listened to any of this yet? No, no. Okay. (laughs) Just curious. No, no. Uh, only the snippet when I accidentally started playing it in iTunes, trying to figure out how to use iTunes okay. in 2019. <laughs> All right, show me that album art. I'm assuming it was photocopied. Don't get too scared. It's spooky. Oh. You made me think it was going to be far spookier, though. No, but it's, like no. a, it's a spooky vibe. I'm actually surprised that they sprung for color. Yeah, I, well, that is where the first uh, the first color. pressing has color. Again, I'll say like the aesthetics of one of, of Great American State Religion is like those kind of color palettes. You can, run most of them. You cannot read the band name. No, there's <laughs> definitely like the way they wrote it. And I have a shirt that a member of Death from Above 1979 gave me because oh, well. he knew I was such a big fan. And it's like again, I'm like I can't really see what this is. It's all <laughs> fucked up. Uh, yeah, that's the first pressing. They did a second pressing of like a thousand that had like just that like dead tree image mm-hmm. on black and white but mostly because they lost the original file <laughs> i heard so they just found it i had to find one that looks That's but the so idea of the dead tree follows along with basically we are destroying the earth i mean this was uh, 1995 96 and it's that was my next question yeah, a bunch of 17 year olds like from canada who are like yeah. we are sure. already destroying everything with capitalism and are ruining the environment is the logo in the corner in the middle here the american steak religion no or that's the gear, part of their, that's just yeah. them i like it that's I like, like the a design classic okay. like crusty punk like i'm guessing it was like we're all gears in the machine oh, sort of sure, thing that adds up there Here's, certainly was a time i almost got that gear as a tattoo I was gonna say, one point will because it looks like any of my tattoos it seems like it's there to be like here's the tattoo you should get Basically, if you like yeah. stuff but it's hard to tell if they thought that. Like, right. Because, again, I think they did one American tour that didn't go well. Like, it was just <sighs> a bunch of VFW hall. Like, yeah. you know, and, like, they left Canada once. And, you know. Did I they think, ever get back together? Have they no. reunited? No. How much did they put out besides this just one? Just this. Oh, wow. There's, like, on the CD comp, there's one live set. That's you can't. It's like okay, like Did just because. Any of them do anything else? Uh, some of them want. Uh, it's hard to tell a little bit. Like uh, some of them went on to this band, The Black Hand, mm. which they put out maybe a ten inch LP that I like a lot, but not like this. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah. 
Cool. I don't know what happened. Like, I know I've actually seen on, like, recently a live set on YouTube. One of the guys is just like, thank you for enjoying. Like, he'll just <laughs> chime in on everything. Like, and he's very pleasantly I happy that. that people remember them sort wow. of thing. Okay. So we'll see. All right. Should we do this, Ramsey? Are you ready? Yeah. Tell me the name of the first track before you uh, assail me. Toddler? And it'll start with a sample. And right away, I want you to tell me if you can tell what the sample is. Because I knew right away when I first got this record. Probably needs to be louder. That? The sample is the kid in The Shining, Danny, driving oh. around the... Oh, the, the big wheel. It's a, the big wheel yeah. sounds. I've never seen The Shining. Oh my god, you're crazy. <laughs> I have, but I would not have got that that noise was that. <laughs> I knew right away. I was like, oh, that's an iconic noise, and that's why it's called Toddler. Oh, I that think. makes sense. Uh, I can vaguely hear it, I'll say that. So those are some vocals. Those are the vocals. I know what they're saying. <laughs> it's all a lie. <laughs> Standard hardcore. That is, like I knew you said. I know you said they were buried. This is yeah so much more than I expected. Yeah. Like it's it's always like with this in black metal. It's like did they know that they <laughs> want or did they just not record it well? It sounds like the singer was not in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like there was a glass booth where they were recording the music, and he's in the in the yeah. monitor room. Which again, it's hard again with like some black metal. Like I know, like you know, Burzum when he recorded the first records, like did it through like an old broken phone because he wanted it to sound <laughs> archaic. But yeah, no, it's just it's really. But there is an aesthetic to it that I was like, oh, I love how it sounds. Like I don't want it. Like I wouldn't want this record recorded better, <laughs> honestly. Because I also, weirdly, it's like some badly recorded black metal. Like, through the years, I've found new elements of it. Yes. Like, it's only, even as a bass player in the past, like, 10 years, where I was like, oh, the bass player's pretty good. It's like, he's doing <laughs> these, like, kind of, like, slightly walking bass lines underneath. I like this part. Yeah. There will be part, and then there will be other, like, in general, like, again, like, I think they're it's pretty to me. It, it does allow me to completely ignore the vocal because mm-hmm. which i don't like the screaming in any of this type of music usually mm-hmm. or the shouting but you really can't hear it it's, <laughs> it's more just like a buzz yeah well yeah i mean to me always it's like if you think of vocals in hardcore especially this as a percussive instrument yeah but it's right. not supposed to be melodic i remember describing that to a friend where, where i was like well it's not supposed to have a melody <laughs> like that's not the point right it's supposed to be another thing that hits you right like this is one of those parts like we had the bass breakdown and then when it kicks in I was always like <laughs> <laughs> like I've ripped off that part a billion times <laughs> like seriously like the way it goes like that little breakdown into those exact octave chords I've done variations on it so many times uh, super technical question yeah is this it, uh, is the bassist finger picking, or is he like have a, a pick? Not sure. Okay. Uh, I probably pick. I would guess for how he's playing. Like it doesn't feel like it feels like there's enough attack uh-huh. in between the notes. Um. <laughs> so I'm literally laughing at the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, again, like that's something that's always gonna be the barrier with me. Right. Like for me, I am always. I more often do that for song, like singing. <laughs> like I'm just like, really? <laughs> like I do legitimate, like something like magnetic fields. I'm always just like, really? I, I it's underst- gonna be like this. <laughs> I mean, that one makes sense. Who's like, the, who's the guy who sounds like Ralph the dog from The Muppet Show? Uh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah, oh. Tom Waits is like my number one. Like anyone yeah. who likes Tom Waits is like, it's too just, many pork pie hats in your life. <laughs> You're just lying to yourself about something. Yeah. I feel similarly about Joanna Newsom. I hear that. I'm like, what are what is yeah. happening here? Yeah. 
I cannot. But again, if it's but Kate Bush, it's best. a different thing. <laughs> if it's Kate Bush doing some ridiculous oh, thing, Bush, I'm like, yeah. you're a genius at everything you do. To each their own. Yeah. But yeah. I'm never going to listen to Joanna Newsom. No. <laughs> I will say, uh, well, knowing that this is kind of like lo-fi recording mm-hmm. makes me feel better because I don't know if it's my setup or just something weird happening. I'm only getting one channel recording. Oh, really? So I can just uh, double that mix and it'll be fine. <laughs> well, which is also, since I wonder if you're then missing what the two guitars working together. Uh, possibly. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> just for me, like, that's a big part of it. Like, it's just like, there's like, you know, the two octave, like, chords working together most of the time. It sounds right to me. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just send me that weave transfer link and I'll yeah, sure drop them in and confirm. <laughs> sure will. But yeah, when I first heard this, it legit, I was just like, oh, this is everything I want. I don't know why I assumed it was going to be significantly more brutal than this. I think only because I had never heard of it. Right. Just, well, I think that's the thing. With this like stuff, it was like, yeah. this is like years of being into brutal article where I love Brutal, so I non-stop I'm listening to Brutal Death Metal in it, but like, this is my brand, again, this is where I'm like, no, these are a bunch of guys who are like, sad. Sure. <laughs> like, but, and not in a in my mind, like, manufactured e- sure, emo yeah. way, like, right. it's legitimately like it's the same as technical death metal, where I'm like, who are you doing this for, except for yourself? Like, are we in the next sample? Yes. We, yes. So, I thought they got a keyboard, and I was gonna be surprised. No. So this is a sample that on- I will say it was only two weeks ago that I found out what the hell they're oh, wow. actually saying in this uh, when it starts. There's this tone for a while. It's like, is I mean, it- this also now is stuff I listen to. So I could listen to a whole record of <laughs> keyboard drone like this. I have many records that sound like this. Is this part of the sample that's coming up? or I think they added it. I'm huh? not sure because you'll see when it starts. It's maybe not in our language. Oh. oh. Is this from Kiana Scotsy or something? Yes. What? No. Aw. <laughs> it is not. It's going to be so proud of myself. There's nice little drums underneath. I like tribal drums, too. <laughs> oh, it's French. Yeah. So this was I. So I've always listened to this and never known what the hell this is from. And I had a French Canadian uh, actor in one of my three hundred one classes, yeah. like last class. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "Do me a weird favor. Can you listen to this record? No one wants to listen to just this part and tell me what it is." So she she started translating it, and now I'm blanking. Someone might know. <clears throat> All of a sudden, they said Wilson, I believe, from 1984. Or one of the... It's basically just... It's from a French-Canadian version of 1984. Oh, got it. And it's like a speech about how, like, you know, fear will make you control. Sure, sure, sure. Which, as soon as she touched... She was like, basically, she's like, all of a sudden I heard that name, and I was like, wait, this is just that. Why am I translating it? That she found the speech. Oh, got it. And that's so on the nose for (laughs) this band that it's like... <laughs> upsetting I didn't know for 23 years or like however you, long I've been listening so to this record. So this was literally 17 year old boys recording hardcore and they were just like oh let's use the sample from this movie we had to watch in school. Yeah. <laughs> okay cool. But it also matches their ascent. Oh, I mean absolutely. like mm-hmm. because Sounds also like samples are such a huge thing. I mean my first band Switch Dance I just found the, the tape we had to record our samples off of <laughs> like to get our full metal jacket sample <laughs> and our total recall sample. Perfect. <laughs> was it just holding a tape recorder to the no, VCR? my buddy had a stereo system that was set up to his TV, so we had to sit there and record what? it onto a tape and then bring it to the studio, and then they converted it. I recently saw the uh, remaining Beastie Boys do a thing at King's Theater. Mm-hmm. They were just telling stories from the book for a Netflix yeah. thing they're doing. They were talking about how they recorded their samples and loops, and I was just like, it's because I'm, I don't know anything about recording, I was just like, what? Yeah. This is crazy! Yeah. Like, insane! It was probably less complicated than my podcast setup. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> is this the same track, or no, was that the new, new song. song? Okay. Wilf. I don't know what Wilf is. I'm hoping it was never a milf joke, but <laughs> I don't it think so. Honestly. Really. Yeah. Really. I, I believe American Pie invented. Milf. <laughs> good. Good. Good to know. 
Like, so this song was huge for me because it had a bass intro. It's a anti-capitalism song. Uh, and then there's a breakdown in the middle that leads to an epic part that I was, again, will be one of the parts where I'm like, yep, I ripped that off like <laughs> a billion times. Like where I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to do a one-eyed part. <laughs> Were you big into, uh, we were talking about them on the way up, Rage Against the Machine? Uh, when I was in junior high. Um, you know, Rage was like one of those gateway bands. Like, I saw them at Lollapalooza. When I saw them at Lollapalooza in 93, I just bought every band I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so where I got into Tool and then Rage. But then I found, just like a lot of things, how I got an hardcore. Like, I found an article that lists off the bands they were in before. Makes sense. And then I found that he was in this band, Inside Out, Zach De La Roca. And then I was like, oh, this is the greatest band ever. My <laughs> band covered them in high school. Um, it was bass breakdown. It was amazing to me. There was, like, a little guitar part. I like this in. guitar riff. This is interesting. Yeah. Wait, why did you ask about Rage Against the Machine? Uh, the idea of, like, yelling about capitalism oh, made sure. me think yeah. of it. Sure, sure. I mean, I'll say, too, with Rage, we were on, Orchid was on Ebullition Records, and Inside Out's first full-length, they never put out a full-length, was supposed to be on Ebullition, and the uh. record was supposed to be called Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> and then they broke up, and he was like, that's a good name, and then it yeah. became Rage Against the Machine. Got it. Uh, but yeah, no, that, I mean, that was, like, one of my first introductions to, like, oh, you know... Everyone scoffs at it now, like a bunch of frat boys yelling about, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. But I was like, no, it was a legitimate thing when you're 15. I was sure. like, oh, I never thought in those ways. And I stand behind, he has a great scream. He's one of my favorite screams. I think he has a good timber to it. I love it. him. So like this like part that kicks it was, again, another... Like I used to do a lot of like high bass parts like that over... Got it. Yeah. Like, that's, like, <laughs> such a thing for me. Yeah. I I kind of like this, yeah. Again, I, I, I could listen to this. That's. I mean, for me, it really does, like, I get legitimately choked up and, like, think about, I get very sad, but not in a, yeah, I just, like, it feels like, oh, yeah, the world's rough. <laughs> like, so it's not, like, you know, like, yeah. like uh, and as someone who's still, after all these years, I can't tap into happiness really for music <laughs> like honestly it just doesn't register i'm like that's for other art. <laughs> that's for real life yeah that's for bitch being happy all yeah. the time <laughs> that's you <laughs> so that again all the, this song must have the most i rip off because there's this like this part coming up to me is the most like arcade fire build up okay <laughs> that was a bad timing for you to mention arcade fire <laughs> that just Imagining Wynn Butler just going, yeah! right. Hey! I mean, I'd like them maybe if he did that. So. <laughs> yeah. But to me, it was just like, yeah, you're just going up the neck with an right. octave chord. Like, that's pretty simple emotion building because it'll get to the highest point on the neck and then it kicks back in. Yeah, throw an accordion on this. 100%. <laughs> some fucking hurdy gurdy bullshit. <laughs> but like here, like all of a sudden it was like. Again, that guitar part is, I'm constantly still <laughs> writing. If I'm dicking around a guitar, it usually, nine times out of ten, is that kind of octave. And it's like one of those things, too, like, this stuff was also, like, there were so little bands that sounded, like, specifically like them. Like, there was these Canadian bands. There was, like, this one band, Shahrazad, from, like, Georgia, I think, that kind of did the same thing. There's this band called Buried Inside that put out, like, two records from Canada that were, like, younger but living in this world on Relapse that was like, oh, this is, like, getting another one I got probably. Because, again, I all only had seven songs right. Right. my whole life yeah. of this band. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Uranus was a double seven-inch and one split seven-inch. So, again, it's, like, eight songs. Right. It's a lot like before horror soundtracks got, like, reissued a lot where I was like oh man I need more John Carpenter like there's like I've got the main themes I need other things that sound like this oh I see yeah and why would like this band Zombie that I love that we went on tour with like where it was like oh they're doing John Carpenter and Goblin like there's not enough of that before <laughs> we've had kind of a glut and this to me was always like this song was like the classic like probably broken heart song this guitar part is like I always ripped off the ding 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 like it's the closest I would say to midwestern emo <laughs> I was gonna say this sounds a lot yeah. like the other stuff we've done on here yeah 
But then to me, when the bass kicks in, it was like, oh, that's not Midwestern emo anymore. And again, when it all kicks in, the singer screams. Yeah, this, this, this right now sounds like every band I listen to. Like, yeah. this sounds like Christy Front Drive to me. Like, in, like, early Mineral. Yes. A hundred percent. Like, because that's where also in the bullshit of, like, emo violence yeah. and scream, like, all that stuff came in for Orcas, because we had some parts like this, too. Sure. I say this every time nobody is singing over this type of sound, but it's mm-hmm. explosions in the sky to me. The uh, yeah. Friday Night Lights. Well, again, like, to me, like, that's where, like, that posts hardcore like yeah. post-rock like epicness mm-hmm. i'm always like yeah i don't know why not god prophecy was doing in 95 yeah. in canada to no one and it's better <laughs> like because yeah when it kicks it like i don't know i definitely when i was a screamer ripped off how he comes in at this part <laughs> i think i'm just like like, this is pleading. Like, when I was like, oh, this is sense. what I want yep, to be, is pleading you. versus I'm angry at the world. It was like, please, can you acknowledge me sort of logic <laughs> world. Wait, wait, I mean, right? I'm not I, upset right now. I accept that. It, like, it, the epicness, like, yeah. kind of built in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. It's again, I mean, that's also again, like when you mentioned Explosion Sky, like they're great. Like my friend put out all their records and they're, you know, they've got moments. But there is like at a certain point, you're just like, yeah, I know. You can't do that thing, man. I get it. Yeah. Like, but for me, I'm like, yeah, they only had these eight songs. Like, I don't know where they were going to go with this stuff after this. And most of them, honestly, like it probably wouldn't. This is also one of those things of like when you're a 17 year old, like your bands don't. Like, the Black Hand is crustier and heavier. It sounds more like Motorhead-influenced mm-hmm. punk. Like, all of them, because they were all kind of crust punks. Like, they were all, like, basically squatting. Yeah. Like, and eventually you're like, all right, I'm going to be, I got to be extra crusty. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, again, Yannick is, uh, became that. Like, the guy who basically, you know, put out this stuff uh, and was in Uranus as a guitar player. I, I will say this part of the song freaked me out. Yeah, Ramsey did not like it. I sure. was more concerned that, like, oh, is it peaking? Is that on me? Is yeah. That... No. <laughs> but now you... Oh, beautiful little tiny part in there. <laughs> and that's, again, another ripoff in Orca thing. Like, any of those kind of, like, low parts and just quick <laughs> burst of octave chords high in the neck. But this is also why, like, a lot of black metal bands I like. Like, I like black metal that sounds like this. Like, there's this band, Passage d'Hiver, that I love from, like, I think Finland. It's a one-man band. He's put out, like, eight to ten records by himself. Like, wow. that are, like, full-length demos that are basically 50 minutes. <laughs> Winter Cult's the one I love the most, and it's got, like, ten-minute samples of him walking through the snow. <laughs> uh, and it's not, and I'll listen to him and be like, it, it's like white noise in a good way. But literally, like, that, if you think you can't hear the vocals in that, oh, man. the way he recorded, legitimately, you're just, like, working so hard. <laughs> be like, are those the drums or the vocals? Because oh, they're wow. so fucking low and distorted in the mix. And I love it, because, again, that's the stuff where I'm like, it sounds like... It sounds like Philip Glass related. Right. It's the repetition of a, like a fugue, like where you're like, eventually we'll get to another note. Right. Uh, would it, uh, have you said any track names since Toddler? There was Toddler. There yeah. was Interlude. Will, That's the sample. Uh, that was Carrie's son. And this is End of the Story. I'm guessing Carrie's son was about a girl named Carrie. That makes sense. Or a man named Carrie, but it's spelled with a K, so it feels like, who knows? Yes. Uh, it, again, with these bands, it's like requisite. You need at least one song about, like, you were my light. <laughs> and also, again, for me, I had just broken up with this girl I thought I was going to marry timing, in high yeah. school. What a dumb <laughs> idea that always is. But, you know, that I was like, yes, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's my impression of the vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's as far as I could translate French. Not bad. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Their lyrics are in English, though. Oh, man. (laughs) So probably we're broken English, too. (laughs) There was this band, Dahmer, that my guitarist of work had put out that is a great grindcore band. Literally all their songs are about serial killers, which is this kind of own (laughs) Um, sub-genre. And most of it's in Quebecois. 
And I remember my guitarist had to translate uh, and be like, hey, this is wrong. And he didn't really do it for their LP. And it's like really fucked English. Like where it's like, I think they're trying to be saying fuck you to homophobes, but it sounds homophobic because it's this crazy broken English in 1997 or whatever. Uh, That's one where it's important to get it right. Yeah. It's also a hard album to have in my collection because it's like, the album cover is like a severed head and a oh, severed sure. penis. Uh-huh. And like, I'm pretty sure I had a poster of it in my room <laughs> when I was first dating my wife. <laughs> Along with an I Hate God poster, it had like a woman getting her eyelids sewn back on hanging oh, over my bed. Boy. She's getting them sewn back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I all mean, right. That's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she definitely had a point. I was like, can we take this down? Like, <laughs> I don't need this. What What if it's they're being sewn off? Like, popping the seat. Classic what if. <laughs> Uh, you know what? That's a question for the ages. Yeah. Just not sure, my friend. Yeah, we'll take that to the grave. <laughs> Here's a very pleading part. Now it gets... Yeah. Maybe the clearest vocal. Yeah, it is, because there's no drums and no bass. You can hear his voice breaking. Probably still at the edge of puberty. Sure. Have you heard that urban legend that there's a Beach Boy song where, at the end, supposedly two people are having sex that you can kind of hear in the mix? Oh, really? Yeah. On what album? Late, late, late. Okay. Like, one of the last two. Like one of the smile demos? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this sounds like... Oh, somebody... fucking in the background? That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this sounds like somebody was just being murdered through this entire album. Yeah. Yep. And isn't that how I felt in high school? You got that right. <laughs> I think fake Robert Evans is my favorite, Jeff. <laughs> Did I want to kill myself? You better believe it. <laughs> Would I have done it? Not a chance in hell. <laughs> fake Robert Evans discusses 97 hardcore. <laughs> A sketch for no one, uh, a.k.a. Jeff Garlock's stamp of approval. <laughs> Let's spend too much money on that video and get 200 views. <laughs> I'll make the album art for you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you to Ramsey for making every dumb uh, art I've ever needed and will continue to make in Photoshop. Uh, I wasn't saying it for the thank you, but right. it is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> it's always a surprise. Yep. What can, I need. Can you make me a logo for a bait shop called Bob's Bait Bass <laughs> something, something, something? Or, uh, you had to make Carl's Castrato? That's right. I think my Carl's favorite Carl's Calamari one, Castrato. <laughs> I drew a squid. Yep. Uh, my favorite one was uh, the Brandy Brandy. I still have it. <laughs> yeah. I made a sketch that was a company making a brandy named after the song Brandy or oh, Fine Girl. Yep, it's perfect. Brandy made a label that I, or Brandy, Ramsey <laughs> made a brandy label. <laughs> but I still have it sitting in my uh, cupboard because I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to ask someone at a liquor store sure. to give me a bottle that I was friends with. So I was like, I don't want to buy it. Right. Uh, Brandy's expensive. That's what I found out. Yeah. Luckily, I got friends. I don't know if I've ever actually drank brandy. I've had it a couple times as like a cocktail thing, but never on sure. straight. I don't know what it, I've yeah. drank once in my it's life, kind of so sweet. who knows? Yeah, it's 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 a fruity liqueur. No, thank you. Sounds gross. It does sound very gross. Unless it was named after Brandy or Fine Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to Jeff Garlock uh, YouTube? I don't know what my name is. After <laughs> all these years, you'll find me. What's my, what's my name again? That's a reference. <laughs> For our show, look Gross. at me playing along. I saw them. Did you opening for No Effects uh, on the Heavy Petting Zoo tour? <laughs> oh uh, man, I believe. But what would be the record before Enema on probably Cheshire Cat? They were touring on before. my high school girlfriend who we broke up. Uh, that was her favorite band, but and I remember her being like, "Dude Ranch is too popular." <laughs> She was like hoity-toity already about Blink-182, wow. and then little did she know, yeah, it would be a much bigger problem. Yeah. Thank you, Hoppus, for letting me be on Hoppus on Music once mm. on Fuse. It was a fun talk. Recording <laughs> this right now is the 20-year anniversary of Enema the State, which makes is me a, feel incredibly old. I mean, <laughs> much after my time of even knowing Blink-182 songs, uh, I did hang out with Sebastian Bach at uh, the Hoppus on Gilmore Music. Girls? Yes. <laughs> 
the Sebastian from, Gilmore Girls Bach from classical music. Yes. yes. From Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway. <laughs> and I guess Skid Row. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was loud <laughs> and fun to hang out with in a green room for a while. I honestly, I, I was obviously joking about the Gilmore Girls thing, but he seemed like he was having so much fun doing that that I believed that he would be fun to hang he out with. He told me it was great it because he talked fun. about his entire life in the two hours <laughs> we hung out in the green room and he was a pleasure every moment of what? it. It was like me, Sherrod Smalls, and him oh, on a oh panel boy. talking about metal mostly. I just talked, chimed in with some opinion on Dream Theater or something. Huh. Is Hoppus the alien one? He's, no. Or that's the other uh-uh. one. That's the bass player. Tom that's DeLong. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. That's right. From, no, Hoppus is the cool one. He gave me a paycheck once. <laughs> cool so enough for me. Cool. He has money. Uh, to the listeners, I'm just watching the waveform here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and to the listeners who chime in because you're Orchid fans, you're welcome. <laughs> Go on YouTube or Disguise, get a copy of this record. I own three copies of it, I think. Oh, wow. I kind of just buy it if I find it. I do that okay. with. This it's, one very yeah. specific album, yeah. which, which is, I it's not even worth going into because it's so obscure. In- the Incredible Moses Leroy self-released bedroom love songs. A, oh, we've talked about this. I think it was on your episode. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Good to know. Also, <laughs> uh, Ramsey, this is Fields of Separate Realities. I like that title. It yeah, sounds no. like a uh, Phil K. Dick it does. short story. <laughs> Where you're like, maybe it's just a bunch of words put together. Maybe sure. it's actually something. I assume this is the song they wrote when they were like, maybe we should try drugs. <laughs> <laughs> or it's about, like, the indigenous people of Canada. I mean, probably. Uh, that is a big part of Canadian culture. Um, I told you about that. Yeah. Right? yeah. We don't need to get into the PC <laughs> <laughs> politics of education in Canada. Uh, we can. Uh, such a, who cares? <laughs> it's not what I say. <laughs> it kind of sounded like the drum breakdown from uh, the, that one Pixie song, the Shake Your that's all I got. And that's a, now you're talking of alien language to me. I don't even know what that <laughs> means, Ramsey. I've listened to Pixies when I have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've heard the best of. Yeah. I just re-listened to Frank Black's Los Angeles song. So I remember that video. And I didn't know that Frank Black was a member of the Pixies when it was on. Oh, wow. I think they played it on Headbangers Ball because it was like a faux hard rock mm. song. Oh, I see. So that's how I knew it. That was your way in. Because they had like a they had like a fake band in the video that looked like Candlebox or something. Uh-oh. It was the joke. I realize now. <laughs> I didn't get the joke <laughs> when I was fourteen. You, you just got really into Frank Black. Yeah, like, I was just oh, like, yeah, man, this, this group of four long hair dudes is real brutal. <laughs> uh, Ramsey, who's this weird fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is the last song. Okay. Individual gallery. Huh. Has an ellipsis. I don't know if that's. Oh, that's just how it works. Now it is called individual gallery. You're right. Fucking iTunes. Yeah, man. Get rid of this thing. Get, get it out of here. <laughs> I'm actually dying at iTunes. There's a tab just called Internet Radio. What the fuck is that? Surprise. How long has that been there? Used? I don't yeah. know. I've never seen it before. I never open iTunes. That feels like something that's been there since the first version of yeah. iTunes, but <laughs> just never noticed it. Yeah. Breakdowns. I will say with this record, even with only eight songs, it is usually around fields of separate realities that I like. Is the most zoning out whenever uh-huh. I've listened to sure. it. Just because it is exhaust. Like any good hardcore, it's exhausting. Like by, I literally am like spent by the time I get to carry Sun. Like, does, does any hardcore band of this time do like a double album? Just go crazy and do because like they they always seem like half an hour from my uh, limited knowledge. No. Not of, I mean, well, I guess I'm trying to think. It depends of the era. I mean, if you're thinking like a Husker Do punk, sure. okay. then yes, Fucked Up, I guess, started doing those with their kind of long, proggy-ish things. Uh, no. You're, ta- you're talking about things I know from the best show, so yes, I, can, exactly. I can hang suddenly. Um, <laughs> no, because also, like, almost all, like, again, it's crazy this was an LP, like, in my mind. Like, most of these bands were seven inches. Like, right. you know, like, even the Orchid LPs are 15 meant like whatever it is like when you've got six second songs <laughs> you know it's what happens 
but yeah, no, I can't think. Honestly, I can't think of any, and that would be exhausting. Double seven inch is the biggest thing. <laughs> Uh, another, Which is always annoying. There's a little copy of Uranus I need to get that's just on the 12 inch. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to listen to a double seven inch. What a nightmare! I'm gonna ask a really stupid question now. Love it. Uh, six second song. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that be on vinyl? Yeah. And would I mean, it, and CD. Would but... it have the groove indicating that like this is the end of the song? Yeah, it did. And so was it like just just a millimeter thick? That, yeah, it was very that band? very small. Okay, that's all. I think when we wrote it, it was that Jay was, our singer was like, I've got a one lion lyric set. Like, I was like, I kind of want it aesthetically to not be longer than that. And so then he will wrote, and it's more complicated than some of the others. Like, it's just like, it's got a fair amount in. <laughs> it's called Anna Karenina. <laughs> so, really long book. Yeah. Very <laughs> short song. I don't know why she had, it took so long to write that book. <laughs> Just check out what we did. <laughs> Here's the basic cliff notes. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I want my cliff notes. Yeah. I want six second version yep. screamed at me. <laughs> Lenny's gonna get killed. <laughs> he thinks rabbits are cute. <laughs> I hope none of my students listen to this because you just ruined an entire unit Sally. for me. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, man. <laughs> the book the other day, I was like, can I get rid of this book? <laughs> Some of those classics where I'm like, I keep them because they're classics. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure I actually want them. Like, am I really ever going to read a right. Men ever again? I'll start a Faulkner novel and then be like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got all these Stephen King books to get through. <laughs> I like Faulkner. I haven't read him in a while. I mean, that sounds like a good summary of Faulkner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like him. I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't really want to do it again. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love James Joyce. Ugh, I mean, it was a long time ago. I didn't finish the book. But I get it. It's cool. The first hundred pages is so good. Ooh, like really gets you. It's like all you need. <laughs> Ultimately. Again, if Ramsey students are listening to this, finish your books. Infinite Jest. That's one to grow on. Jeff Garlock, finish your books. Star goes across. <laughs> Uh, one of my friends and I were helping another friend move after a breakup, and I was cleaning, like, emptying a box, and I found a bunch of pictures of her ex-boyfriend, and I handed them to our other friend, mm-hmm. and he put them inside an infinite chest and goes, she'll never find them uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it past page 38. You'll never find it. <laughs> she didn't. She had to text me and ask where they were, like, two months later. <laughs> Ugh, I've tried. <laughs> I, I purchased it three times. We made finally made a skateboard about it. Yeah, I made a skateboard about it. It went on the street. <laughs> we couldn't deal yeah. with it. I was just like, let's just call what it is. This isn't happening. Speaking of the Brooklyn tradition of putting things on the street that you're done with for yeah. people to take, uh, something happened to me this morning that it's surprising. It took 11 years to happen, mm-hmm. but there was a box of like free stuff in front of a building as I was yep. dropping off the laundry, and I looked inside and it was just a dead rat. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yep free stuff it was free it was a free dead rat and you better believe i took it did you see my photo of the dead mouse in my couch i did not oh if you go to instagram right now (laughs) listeners (laughs) i was oh and that's the end there's 17 more seconds of static yeah so like the vinyl yeah you can probably hear because i think this is just a conversion from the vinyl That's, that's really funny that i found got it okay there it is there you go. That's one I got, Prophecy. <laughs> All right. You've been inundated into a very, very tiny, small world of hardcore that even kids who like hardcore don't listen to. <laughs> and I'm always angry when I find out they haven't listened to it. And Is you it, have. I'm cooler than them. Yeah. That's For, what I'm telling you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Is it primarily YouTube that they are listening to on now? It must be at this point, unless they're finding a copy on Discogs, because hmm. it's not pressed anymore. Right. Like I said, it's only... You know, I think probably only a couple thousand for each pressing. Like, That's, it's not wow. a lot. Uh, yeah. I say this not in an insulting way, but because I don't have an a ear that's attuned to this. Mm-hmm. this I, I did think this was going to be more brutal. It just sounds like most hardcore shows I've been to. Right. Like, but, and I don't mean that as like, oh, it sounds like shitty VFW hardcore. But I just mean like, yeah, it just sounds like regular hardcore to me. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought it was going to be I mean, I think because... I mean, one, maybe I hope sometimes that there are either bands influenced by them or bands that were influenced by bands that influenced them eventually kind of took some of that. I mean, it also is that kind of classic, like, 
if you don't care completely. Yeah. Just like any of the stuff. Like, metal does sound like metal to everyone, where right. I can go off for a billion well, exactly. stuff. And I think it's more that than me yeah. having any nuanced opinion on it. I'm just like, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are those moments when, like, where it's like my wife will be like, this is, every once in a while, she can be like, this is the type that I don't like. Sure. <laughs> like, sure, sure, sure. Versus the, di- of just like, is this one you like? Like, sometimes, yeah. because she knows right. I also own records that I will force myself to listen sure. to <laughs> or force myself to like after all these years. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's like me with mushrooms. Right. Really trying. Oh. Yeah. I hate mushrooms. Oh, and I think they're the best. But See, I'm a vegetarian, a, so it's a real pain in the yeah. ass that I hate mushrooms. Better get on it because there's an umami that you need from the. <laughs> Anyways, I hate you, mommy. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, I think that is the weirdly. Th- I mean, and then slowly it did become like a lot of the bands that we were lumped in with, mm-hmm. or I would hear sounded more like that. But for me, I think when I heard it, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like all the hardcore. Sure. Like, this is not Hatebreed. Y- like, yes. this is not. And like, that's what I grew up on. Like, I'm from Connecticut. So it was yeah. like Mad Ball. Like, all that stuff was like tough breakdowns can't wait to see Madball directly I'm, after this recording again, very psyched you're saying <laughs> Madball. set it off um which oh, i God. still love all that stuff too yeah. i love ignorant hardcore and i love breakdowns but <sighs> like ultimately so again many. when i'm picking up a guitar <laughs> nine times out of ten it will sound like that sure all right uh because i think to me i always like i like i like riffs like i like riffs that stand out like I th- and to me it doesn't sound like a din like, it sounds like there's something popping through yeah. and hidden. Like, I also do like the concept of, like, a hidden beauty in something that's just supposed to be abrasive. Why the black metal I like usually is, like, oh, there's something extra in it. Uh, I do, like, also, again, like, I get snobby about it with the, uh, you know, minimalist classical, but that you can kind of listen to it and be like, oh, it like ambient music or noise it also sometimes allows your brain to go somewhere else or also take in a different element of it because you have to work a little bit harder to listen to Mm. it totally that's the other part too like i like working hard to listen to music sometimes (laughs) like i don't like music that just kind of flies by yeah like if it does fly by i'm just like you know because as on the other end like i can i can get why people like beyonce sure like right. that yeah world, like most world like we talked about like indie pop like any yep. of that stuff. i'm just like okay i get it yeah it's just it's not, just not your gonna really click yeah ever with me i was watching a documentary about legendary broadway producer hale prince mm-hmm. yesterday and he talked about like how broadway has changed over the years and right. that people go now just to be entertained rather than to be entertained but right. also like have a conversation about it afterwards right and that sounds like what you're describing with your music to some degree. Yeah, I don't like, I mean, I, as also someone who doesn't, like, I don't like, I mean, I half joked, I don't like happy music, but like, I don't completely get like party music. Like, it's <laughs> like even things like if someone like, like something like Steve Winwood's Valerie, <laughs> if that pops in, I do think like when most people hear, they're just like, woo, right. like, and it's like, this is something we can just kind of be happy that's playing versus like, no, I kind of actually want to sit. <laughs> and like listen to this part and this part like I don't like l- music is not for background which is also hard like we don't throw parties but like I have thought about that like of just like what would I play that wouldn't make me zone out right because mm. like I don't want to sit there and just listen to it vi- but I also get angry if we're just listening to just vague music it's just there yeah yeah because I'm like I don't just like music in general it annoys me if it's just music in general. Like, Are you more attuned to like soundtracks and movies for that reason? Are you able to like just sort of accept that as part of the sound of it? Or does uh, your ear go to it in that way? No, I do. I mean, I also think like on the other end, like I'll like, and that plays in the genre and exploitation film, like I'll like movies more because of a soundtrack yeah. attached to it. Like, because like, <clears throat> I would say like movie wise, like I don't gravitate at all towards John Williams style orchestral. Sure. Unless it's like Basil Polidorius from Conan, like where it's this epicness again. Okay. Yeah. But because it, it stands out, but mm-hmm. also I can't extract it. Like partly is something like a John Williams is like, that's just like, well, you, you, we all know what it is. Why do I need to listen to it? It's what I've said about like, I, I, I don't care about the Beatles because you got I don't it. know. I've heard it. Yeah. Like I can, well, I've heard it so many times. Like it's not <laughs> that makes like sense. a new. Yeah. Uh, and even the things that are like, oh, this one's pretty good. Like I'm like, but also I will continue to hear. I yeah. never will not yeah. hear it. Uh, 
but yeah, like even that, like, you know, like I really love James Horner's soundtrack from Commando, but I'm not sure I like all other James Horner sure. stuff because James Horner really has so much like steel drum. He like, does. Yes, that is true. I like his The Village score, actually. <laughs> I mean, and that's why I'll go like, but also like I also it goes with this if we're thinking about soundtracks, like I am also susceptible to it's partly why all my anger at. Uh, or something like Arcade Fire, I get angry that it also will work on me. Hmm. Like uh, Hans yeah. Zimmer works on me. Like it's a bummer that <laughs> I like I know what his arpeggiated sequences are. He doesn't even write them most of the time. He gets someone else to be like, do my Hans Zimmer thing. <laughs> like, but give it the old Zimmer, please. Yeah, basically, like and he, it's like a Thomas Kincaid painting. Hmm. Like where it's like it's not necessarily Thomas Kincaid's painting. Sure. He just has a group it's of people who do the thing, right? Or like uh, who's the uh, the art most artists? Like you know, once they get the factory up, yeah. Like uh, and that doesn't. Uh, appeal to me but i also then like legitimately i'm like i love the dark knight soundtrack like (laughs) there are parts that are really beautiful and work uh like i really don't like i didn't think the secret life of walter mitty was a great movie (laughs) but i get very bummed that i like that dirty pause song by of monsters and men that was in the trailer oh, yeah. because it really is the most is, like that's a factory made yep. that epic yeah. Icelandic yep. song. I think that's why I get bummed on cigarettes because there is those moments where I'm like, this feels like you you tricked me, or like there's this uh, uh, the dude from the league who played Taco, oh, uh, okay. John John Lacroix maybe something that guy. He's got this song that is. Uh, I heard about on a Friday the 13th podcast, uh, the Matt Gorley one, the mm-hmm. In Voorhees We Trust, uh, and it's <laughs> called A New Beginning, and it's from his band Wolfie's All Right, which is like totally like Mumford and Sonsy mm. style, sincere yeah. Americana kind of. <laughs> but it, the song works so well, because it's a song about how like a young boy watching Friday the 13th, A New Beginning for the first time, and the I first see. time you see both violence and sexuality, and you're confused by that, like, wait a second, I'm aroused, but also I feel, and like, I listen to it, and I like, the video's great, it's <laughs> made really well, yeah. but it gets me, like, really teared up, partly because I also have a son, and I'm just like, oh, I love horror movies, and what point will he <laughs> yeah. be integrated into this world, but also, should I integrate him this point, this point, but... I get annoyed listening because I'm yeah. just like, you're pulling right. on, my, like, you're manufacturing me huh. into this. There's something in there. Like, and so th- I realize there's an epicness that I do like, and sometimes I feel like I've been cheated because you're manipulating me. Right. I hate that. <laughs> um, I actually really like this. Uh, I'm glad you did. I, th- I think it's mostly because the vocal was so, just, it was just there. I didn't have to, like, focus on somebody yelling over the music. Right. I could then... If you learn to just, like, treat it as just, like, another instrument and, this... and think of it in those terms, if yeah. you're not a screamer, like, like liking those vocals, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, like, then it's just like, oh, they put this kind of din over it. That The mix really helped that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I, that's, again, where I think, like, yeah. you've got to be aware of what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I think it's the same as, like, bands who... I mean, that was a big thing with Orchid. Like, at a certain point, I was like, well, we can't play on the floor anymore <laughs> but it's not gonna feel as fun right like you know there's some like that era of hardcore and like certain types of bands you don't want to see right like they shouldn't sound better and they shouldn't play better like honestly <laughs> yeah no, there's totally. there's sense. a lot of bands now that are like of the era that like are reuniting and i've been think i've been trying to like some people agree and some people don't but i'm like i think the problem is they might be better at their instruments sure uh, and it kind of sucks because the yeah. fun was that there was like oh that part was above their pay grade at yeah. that point like yeah. now they can maybe pull it off <laughs> and it's a bummer because um, <laughs> really that's not what i was you there the for sloppiness yeah uh the energy of you know, of just trying. like swinging for the fences, yeah, hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for yes. of course bringing something I actually kind of liked. Yes, <laughs> I, I I like to do this happened last time too. Yeah. You were surprised. Yeah. yeah, I was ready to be assaulted, and instead was I chose to not assault you. I was I, like, well, Hayfrey's just gonna annoy, you, right? Like that's just like just setting you up. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and like it's so ignorant. And then like at the gates was another band I was gonna do, and I was like, maybe you'll appreciate some melodic parts in it, but yeah. You don't need it. Diamonds in, your life. in the rough. Yeah, yeah like that's it. Yeah. I don't that. <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, I don't know. The brandy video. 
Yeah, go see, uh, my, again, my YouTube channel that I don't remember the name. <laughs> you can find it. Uh, I try to tweet less, but at G Garlock. <laughs> I got an Instagram, you look at my cute kids. And a dead mouse. <laughs> and a dead mouse. Yeah, I picked up, I was looking for a puzzle piece <sighs> under the couch, and <sighs> I lifted up, and there was a dead, squished <sighs> mouse, like, underneath that that was just, like, a mate, like, just uh, uh, sucked dry somehow, too. Oh, God. Uh and that was the one I couldn't find because we've had a mice problem the past couple go. of weeks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go <laughs> look at my uh, lowest state, my mm. band, mm-hmm. get our record covert, Cult of Death. Uh, Orchid's 20th anniversary edition of Chaos is Me just came out. I'm not on that one, so I don't care as much. But <laughs> so next year one. will probably be the hopefully some 20th anniversary of Dance Tonight, Revolution Tomorrow, and buy those. I don't know. JeffGarlock.com. There you go. There's Great. a lot of... You just look up Jeff Garlock, you'll find. I don't know. <laughs> I'm moving to LA. Give me work when I go to LA. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's my best plug. <laughs> yeah. And in case you didn't read, it's G-E-O-F-F. Yes. G-E-O-F-F-G-A-R-L-O-C-K. Friends, step up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's prove that friendship. <laughs> Heather, how about you? Uh, you can find me at Heather Shea on all social media things. How about you, Ramsey? I'm Ramsey ESS on all social media things. Great. Uh, follow it. us on Instagram oh, yep. at If You're Listening Pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter at If You Are Listening. Mm-hmm. I wish we could get these all together, but <laughs> maybe know. someday. Uh, and our website's If You're Listening.com. Give us a review on iTunes and tell your friends and all that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Bye. 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 Bye.